Welcome to the Idea in Brief podcast with your hosts, Jose Ruiz and Charlie Solorzano, the podcast to help maximize your leadership potential one brief idea at a time. Hey, Charlie, good morning. How's everything going in this quarantine week? What is it, like three or four right now? I'm losing track of time. I think it's probably week six, and I don't know. I'm not sure if it's Saturday or Monday, but we're here and happy to to start with this new project. <laughs> well, I'm excited as well. So let, let's talk about this this whole thing that we're living right now. Uh, we're actually facing a disruptive trigger, which is this uh, quarantine forced by COVID-19. And... Uh, you know, there's different ways of looking at this. There's people that are looking at this as a tremendous disruption, uh, but there's also people that are considering that this is a trigger for innovation and that, that this will transform our way of doing work for the better into the future. Uh, I so, totally uh, here agree. Here we are. That. Yeah. And uh, we can see it as an opportunity or, so, or as a problem. I'd rather see it as an opportunity to, to better ways of working so yeah but it definitely has changed uh our way of thinking uh suddenly uh friday the 13th uh, coincidentally <laughs> ironically uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we received the news that on monday everything was shut down so i guess many companies uh suddenly uh and many employees on monday didn't know exactly uh, what to expect, but they just had a, an email that they received and it said, uh, we're remote. <laughs> so yeah, that's where we were Monday morning. We all wake up, we're remote. And uh, at that point, I guess we're all thinking, what are we going to do? We have certain tools that we've been using and now we're not, we're not going to be leveraging. Uh, and I think that week must have been filled with confusion for everybody. And uh, the next thing was, do we know how to use these tools? And it absolutely started to feel really weird. Yeah, it, it, it was really weird because we knew that we had the, the tools, some tools in place, but we actually didn't know how to use them in the correct way. So, so yeah, and uh, it definitely posed a challenge for, for a lot of people, especially those that were used to have, for example, an assistant and uh, things like that. So, so yeah. Definitely a, a complication. And, and you know, you bring up a great point because we, we need to look at uh, at at the complexity of the uh, the of remote work, and I think that's our starting point, right? Because I think that people, some people, were more accustomed than others to be to, to be able to deal with this whole complexity of of working remote, and it has to do with where each one of us was when this whole thing got started from that perspective of the, uh, the complexity. So let's just, let's quickly run through, through some basic levels of complexity. You know, so you've got the uh, level A, which is working in the office. That's what all of us were accustomed to. Nine to and five, then we stepped into, Monday to Friday, yes. Yeah, same place, right? Yeah. Where we knew where the coffee machine was. <laughs> and then some of us were accustomed to some kind of to, 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 a, to an office, home-based type of a hybrid, especially uh, people who, who did maybe three, three days in the office, uh, two days from home. So there was this mix. Yeah, and those, I think, were better suited 
but still it was a challenge. I, I think uh, they didn't, we still didn't have the tools or, or we were in the right place to just uh, flip the switch. So it just felt like it was a temporary change. Let's just try to adjust. And then you've got level level C, which is the people that were working remote, uh, but essentially in the same time zone, in the same time zone. So there's a, a different type of, of, of functions that were actually accustomed to working from home 100% of the time, uh, but within the same time zone. And then there's another group that, uh, you know, those of us that work globally, we're already dealing with, which is essentially we are working remote, uh, but in many different time zones. And, and this is where we get into that complexity of, of scheduling some of our conference calls with people that are in India and in China or in Japan, uh, where we are at night, they are early morning or some other type of combination. I'm, I'm sure you've been here as well, Charlie. Yeah, and uh, Europe as well. So yeah, it's, uh, it's difficult sometimes to uh, coordinate to have uh, meetings or calls at uh, definitely challenging times. So, yeah. And then level E, as far as complexity is concerned, are the, uh, the field workers or people that, that already consider themselves nomads. So these nomads, uh, they're essentially not tied to an office and in many situations not even tied to a specific time zone or a specific uh, place of work. Uh, so remote, you know, you might think, I'm not in the office, but I'm at, I'm at my home office. And at my home office, I've got my setup. It's my comfort zone. I'm doing work in the same place. But at this level with the, uh, the nomads and the field workers, the place of work is essentially changing and the time zone might be changing. You know, we see this in, in certain industries like the, uh, the oil industry. So if you're in one rig today and then in another rig the next, when you find yourself in this type of an environment, when they tell you you're going to be working remote, I guess it's just business as usual. Yeah, and uh, and not only the the all uh, or the people that are used to uh, uh, work like that in the all industry, but also uh, I was thinking more about the the younger generations that they're native to the uh, technology and they they basically work wherever they have a place where they can sit down or just uh, type something quick and respond to to a message. So yes, it's definitely yeah. a different mindset. So definitely the place where we were as far as complexity when this whole thing started and the level of skills that we had already developed played a significant role in our comfort level once this thing started to, uh, to, to roll out. So the, yeah. uh, the, the place where we were was definitely a, a, a baseline for how comfortable we felt in this new environment. So, you know, the complexity of somebody that is always in the office, that is accustomed to, uh, to having a, uh, an assistant close by, uh, you know, just at, at, at maybe a, a, a shout away, and somebody that is already accustomed to working in a remote office, this was a very, very different experience. The, uh, the previous experience did mark the level of, of, of comfort or uncomfort that we're all feeling. And, and you can... Uh put an example uh, of, a, of a race, somebody might have a, a 50 meter head start 
against somebody that that wasn't uh, necessarily in, in this environment uh, initially. So so yeah, it's like a running a race where everybody starts a, at a different uh, spot. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, many people say that that this is forcing us into a five-year uh, jump ahead as far as the tools and as far as remote, the level of remote work, which is what we're going to talk about, because this is just a baseline of of complexity. Uh, but let's 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 jump, let's jump into that uh, levels of remote work, and the levels of remote work versus the complexity is digging into the depth of the work that we're doing. So, you know, we, we talked about uh, the first level, which is just focused essentially on the tools that we need to substitute the location. So we were working in an office. Now we're working from home. We're trying to build our home office. We're trying to uh, get used to these tools, right? Yeah. And again, uh, on that example of Friday the 13th, we just took our laptop home and uh, opened it on Monday and just started typing and working. and without uh with the idea that it might be temporary so we didn't pay a lot of attention to exactly where we were placing things or uh, arranging stuff so so yeah it was mm -hmm. just uh, like a, a temporary measure even though it wasn't so yeah yeah and i think that uh what you mentioned temporary perhaps is, is at the core of what uh, what this level of work what this level of work means, right? Because in the back of our minds, we're thinking, okay, I'm just, I'm just doing this while this contingency lasts. I'm eventually going to be go back into the office and everything's going to be back to my normal or wh what I was used to, to, to normal. Uh, but something, something very important about the, uh, this, this level one is the fact that uh, it's focused on the individual work. So we're thinking about ourselves, we're thinking about how we're doing work. And then you've got the second level where essentially now we are at a point of coordination. So we've got uh, communication, we're, we're figuring out a way to, uh, to, to delegate tasks remotely, to follow up on the tasks, and essentially to supervise the, uh, the tasks of others. So that, that would be the, uh, the second level, just the remote coordination. Yeah, but that's where the the thinking starts changing because uh, you might still have the expectation of having the same office hours nine to five or nine to seven, but the reality starts uh, uh, getting into you and you realize that it's not necessarily like that. So you start supervising, and but you also start. Uh, putting accountability into people based on, on tasks and batch work. Yeah, I think batches is an important component. But, and, and this was happening at first, essentially trying to mimic the same work hours, right? I mean, we're, we were still measuring performance in, in a sense with the availability of people within a certain amount of, of hours. There was this expectation that, you know, you're going to be available at 8 a.m. or whatever time you're usually available at, and, uh, it, and you're going to be available until 5 p.m. or whatever whatever time you're usually uh, you're you're usually ending your workday not only as a supervisor or, or as a leader but also uh, on the other side the employees 
also had that same mindset that they try to make themselves uh, visible to the boss just to make sure that the boss saw that they were there <laughs> uh, or that they were uh, sitting at the desk from nine to five and uh, can I go, I is it okay if I disconnect for a while? So, so yeah, all this mimicking of, of the office hours was- uh, Office behaviors. Uh, office behaviors, exactly. Hey teacher, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I I think that pretty much covered the the uh, the first week for most of us. Uh, you know, we were essentially supervising, sending out tasks, receiving tasks, working on our tasks in batch, maybe sometimes communicating unnecessarily just to 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 feel that we were all available and not uh, that isolated. And uh, then we began to figure out ways to step into the third level of work, which is essentially the real-time collaboration, right? We, we started uh, rediscovering some of these tools that allow us to, to work on the same document online at the same time. You know, this is some of what uh, Office 365 brings to the table or Google Docs uh, can, can bring to the table. Uh, as the basic tools, right? Because we've also discovered other tools like uh, like Mural.co, uh, I don't know, Miro. many others where we are where we are now collaborating in real time. Yeah, and uh, again, it's a step, but also a shift in in the mindset because now uh, the meetings or the calls or the Zoom calls uh, where everybody it's. Uh, giving their input real time and you can uh, come out of that meeting with a real document or with a real uh, strategy. And so you don't have to go back and forth uh, with emails and, or things like that. You just uh, work through it uh, and get everybody going on the same page. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's now a collaboration meeting. It's not a follow up on the tasks and walk out with, uh, with your to-do list. It's actually doing things while we are all connected, logged into the same document. Uh, the information is in the cloud. It's, uh, it's not batch anymore. I mean, that's, that's part of the, uh, the characteristics. So at this level three, then, we are starting to step away from just the basic supervision, stepping into collaboration, and stepping into, uh, into management. And uh, one of the key, key things at this point is that uh, you have to let people start uh, building their judgment because even though you come up with of that meeting with uh, some points or there are still tasks that they will have to do but you have to trust on their judgment so that's uh, another shift on the management focused as well yeah it's, it's no longer just as as task driven it, it becomes a bit more a bit more broad as far as the responsibilities that we are delegating so at this point, really, when we start implementing judgment, we are essentially now starting to delegate objectives and not, uh, not tasks. So with an objective in mind, we are trusting that somebody is going to be able to implement their own judgment to be able to meet that objective and, and, and what, the, what their role is within a collaborative team. Exactly. Exactly. And... Uh... Uh, again, it, it's a mind shift because people that were used to being supervised all day, now now they have uh, plenty of time to go and, and develop their work or their task. 
and uh, at, at different times, maybe actually of what they were used to, because now they have a deadline, but they, but they have to create uh, the solution by themselves sometimes. Yeah, and at the time that they uh, that they see fit, right? As exactly. long as the deadlines are met and the objectives are met. Exactly. Yeah. So then we step into this next level, which which might be less intuitive than the other ones. And I have seen a lot of people at this point work at level three. There's there seems to be a an, an easier transition at level three. Uh, but we're now now we're getting stuck at this level four, which which is building an organization virtually, uh, working on shaping the culture virtually, and what this means is that at some point, uh, you know, we're we're being forced into it. But at some point, we will be able to do many things that are related to human interaction or uh, human development more comfortably through the virtual tools, and you know, this means certain things that are somewhat of a taboo at this point, which is I'm not going to hire somebody that I have not met face-to-face. -face. I'm not going to uh, accept a, a, a job offer if I have not uh, stepped into the office and kind of uh, felt the desk and, 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 and talked to people face-to-face. -face. Uh, but in certain situations, it is happening. People are getting hired. People are getting onboarded uh, virtually because certain parts of the, uh, the economy that are essential are having to, uh, to move forward. So I think that this is the, uh, one of the most uh, complicated emotionally to be able to deal with. But uh, I think we will eventually get there. And, and it presents a very, very difficult challenge for, for the company or the HR departments or, or just the structure just to make people feel part of, of the organization while even not seeing them previously. So, so it takes a lot mm -hmm. of uh, coaching, a lot of uh, development uh, of uh, expressing uh, through different mm -hmm. tools what the culture means or what the organization. Uh, it also implicates a lot of uh, uh, really uh, being transparent and uh, communicating well on the tasks, the responsibilities, the, the objectives, and what is expected of the people. And beyond that, you know, at this level, we are working with purpose, we're working with vision, and it's not just about the management. This is exactly where, at level four, our focus is leadership, which is, is it's harder than just the management. So if we walk back and we look at the, uh, the four levels that we have discussed, We've got level one, which is essentially focused on the individual. We've got level two that is focused on supervision. So we're, we're, we're sending out tasks and just monitoring the tasks. You've got level three, where now there's effective management happening remotely. And then level four is now leadership and, 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 and building these uh, these 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 broader connections that are centered on values, on purpose, and uh, on a vision and a, a mission. Uh, and this is what you do when you onboard someone. This is what you do when you connect. And uh, this is probably the, uh, the hardest to achieve, the, the, the level four. And if you uh, take a look at what you just said, it, those steps were very clear and indicated, and it, you can call it a career path. But now mm -hmm. you had cramped 
like five years or seven years of a career path into a couple of weeks or months. So the challenge mm -hmm. is, is just to be able to be very agile, very uh, speed uh, uh, driven. Uh, so to get in, uh, on that, the wrong way on, before you were on a car doing 16, mm -hmm. now suddenly you're on a F-15 uh, doing 300 miles per hour just to take off. So. And off-roading, and off-roading because there's no path. <laughs> exactly. So you're, you're, you're in this Baja mode at uh, 100 miles per hour over the desert without really knowing what's going to come up after that next hill. But, but yeah. that's so where, once we achieve, yeah, but yeah, that's where ahead, uh, leadership becomes very important because you have to transmit your purpose and your vision and the realization mm -hmm. that you have to let people know where you want to take them, even though the, the path is not clear. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's dealing with this ambiguity and not just dealing with it, but getting to a point where everybody is comfortable with it and it's not, uh, it's not creating tensions. So after we go through these levels, level five is what we have coined the flip. And uh, we've had this discussion before we started recording. And if we consider going through this path of the four levels, we're essentially discussing two worlds, the, uh, the, the, the office world where we have been living for most of our lives, and then this new world of uh, the, uh, the, the, the virtual world where we are now living. And uh, I'm going to just kind of jump forward into this. Uh, but when we get into the flip, that is where the virtual, the remote, becomes the norm. And the office is the one that starts feeling uncomfortable. So if we look at this as some curves over time, we start getting more comfortable with the remote work and we start feeling more uncomfortable with the office work. And there's already some, some, some people that are at this point, you know, people who have been working remote, field people, you try to bring them back into the office, you try to get them into a desk and it's just impossible. They, emotionally, it's very difficult to, to deal with. And this is something that uh, is, is gonna be a topic for another conversation because at the end of the day, after weeks of working remotely, after weeks of adapting to this new normal, we're gonna have to get used to the office again. So that's gonna yeah. be a, a challenge. And companies will start really, or leaders will will need to really have start, uh, will need to start thinking about if this is necessary even, because uh, the mindset and the, the, the experiment that we just uh, have gone through, it, it really will define the future. And maybe companies uh, will decide that it's better to have uh, better com uh, communication tools instead of having everybody in, in, in the in the office. In so the yeah, office. it'll be a it'll be a challenge. But uh, yeah. I think uh, this experiment, uh, and we talked uh, previously in other conversations about this. This might be the biggest experiment in in work. And uh, I don't know if we skip from uh, Revolution 3.0 to Revolution 5. Point oh, I don't know, but this is definitely a flip that that will uh, uh, define the the 
the rules of, of work for the next couple of years. Yeah, and it also might be highlighting some of the, uh, the generational differences. And uh, maybe some, some of the, uh, the younger generations, millennials and C, they're, they're just finding a comfort zone in this type of an environment. And it's just going to make it more difficult to be able to go back to what, uh, what the X generation, which is us and the boomers, had defined as the office for decades, right? Yeah, but there's a, a great chance if uh, younger generations really understand this and, and mm -hmm. uh, be proactive and maybe they can help people or bridge the gap, then new leaders will emerge and not necessarily based on, on their age. It's just on the way of thinking. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so definitely this will change and transform the way we, uh, we do things. So it's going to be interesting to see how we can, we can blend that old way of doing things with the, uh, the new, uh, this newly discovered ways of doing things. Hey, so yeah. Charlie, it's been a lot of fun going through this. Uh, let's, uh, let's see what this brave new world brings to us. Yeah, and thanks again, Jose, for, for uh, setting this up. I think we'll still have a lot of uh, things to talk about. So this is a good start. Yeah, thank you, everyone. And until next time. Thank you for listening to today's Idea in Brief podcast with Jose Ruiz and Charlie Solorsano. Remember to visit www.ideainbrief.com for links and content mentioned in today's episode.